What's up, everyone? I'm Mike Posbon, and with me, as always, is Jordan Belinsky. <laughs> I'm going to switch to Aaron, and then you're going to get fucked up. Okay. And Aaron Blaucher. Hi. Oh, there. Pregnant Posbon. <laughs> All right. And uh, that was just to offset Jordan. Yes, that's right. And you are listening to part three of episode eight of VGM Generations, where we are going through boss themes and boss, boss music. Boss mode. Boss, boss rush. Mode. <laughs> boss. Let's do it. Bosco. I don't know how many, how many things with Bosco. saying we boss say. until uh, it loses all meaning. Exactly. So uh, it's Aaron's turn. Oh, I to start. go first. All right. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Well, in the last episode, we talked a bit about... Uh, what did we talk about? We talked about RPGs. This is kind of an RPG. Yeah. The one I'm going to talk did. about. It's, it's, it's because <laughs> it has a link to RPGs, even though the game itself is sort of an action platformer. The game I'm talking about is Kingdom Hearts. For the oh, PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely RPG elements. <laughs> Obviously, because of like, you know, Square worked on it and they jammed a lot of Final Fantasy stuff in there. And a lot of Disney stuff. And a lot of Disney stuff. Actually, uh This must be like just by virtue of that. I'm su- well, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this before. No, well, I'm not I'm not despite everything else, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan overall. I like Final Fantasy Legend games mm-hmm. on the Game Boy. I liked original Final Fantasy on the NES, but Again, I skipped the Super Nintendo era, so I, I basically dropped out of JRPGs at that point. Ex- no, there was a series called Fantasy Star on the Genesis, and yeah. that became my RPG sort of, of series of choice. So I'm, I was never a big Final Fantasy fan, so it was really the Disney elements of Kingdom Hearts that, that sucked me in originally. And uh, I've, I've heard it said that this uh, weird sort of mix-up of Final Fantasy and Disney characters actually came about when... Uh, the like Square offices and the Disney offices in Japan shared a building, yes. and I guess two executives <laughs> no way. got on an elevator together. Yes, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, you've <laughs> heard you, this? If you didn't say this, I was going to jump in yeah. and mention it because I've heard this story yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They okay, were on so an elevator, and real. it gave him a chance to like pitch the idea that what if we took your characters and you, you took my characters? Yeah, he had his elevator pitch ready. Yeah, and he was able to sell it. The Square guy. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> to, to the Disney guys <laughs> in an Disney elevator guys. ride. A literal elevator pitch. Which yeah. is an awesome story for a weird game that like you'd never expect to happen in a million years, but not only happen and works. And here's another game. I know I mentioned in that Shadow of the Colossus yeah. that uh, good art direction overcomes like, you know, the limitations Graphical of the hardware. limitations, yeah. I think this is one of my best examples of that happening is Kingdom Hearts where, you know, yes, it's older hardware, but the art direction was so strong in that game that it, it just... It, it's just awesome to look at and has got a great feeling to it as well. So I'm a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts and the music in Kingdom Hearts, which was composed by um, somebody named Yoko Shimomura. And uh, she actually worked, for, she's been in the industry for quite a while. She worked for Capcom on some of the music for some of the Street Fighter games. She even did the soundtrack for Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance. I love that game. It's just a great game. It's a great game. <laughs> I, that, and actually, speaking of RPGs, just to interject for a second, I'm not an RPG fan, Western or JRPG, but those games can be considered action RPGs, I believe is what they're yeah, classified yeah. as. Like the you Paper know, Mario series. Yeah, and all and stemming from Sagas. Super Mario yeah. RPG. Um but yeah, those uh, I love those Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, those are some of my favorite. Oh, the fake Italian is the best part. The writing in Superstar Saga was so funny. Like, oh yeah, it's the hilarious. way they were Lots they, of laugh they out came moments. down on Luigi was just <laughs> hilarious. To me. Were they yeah. hard on him again? They were so hard on oh, him. Oh yeah, like, it, like they did it the best in Superstar Saga. They just Saga, made though. it like it, it was like a parody of it though. Yeah. That's why it was so good. Yeah. It was charming. I feel bad for him. <laughs> He's poor green Mario. Well, a funny thing too is like I played Superstar Saga and then I got Partners in Time on the DS and I couldn't get into that one 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it as much. Superstar Saga, I think, is the standout of, oh, uh, yeah. of all of them, though I haven't played the 3DS one yet. No, Bowser's Inside Story, which is on my... I played that one, too. Oh, yeah. That oh, one's DS. That one's DS. That yeah. one's on my list. I haven't got to Bowser's Inside Story. What's and the 3DS one? I, I can't remember what it's called, but I know there is one. But I love, like, the look. <laughs> We're not even talking about... Um, Are you thinking of uh, Mario. the Sticker Star game? No, that's, that's a Paper Mario Paper game. Mario. Okay. This is Mario and Luigi. Similar, yep, but different. I don't know what then. But I love the style <laughs> of the Mario and Luigi series because it's also it's unique amongst the uh, the Mario series as well. Yeah, but, it's yeah. kind of got a different art though. But anyway, back <laughs> we're to... We're not even talking about Mario no. and Luigi. We're talking about um, uh, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what are we talking about? Kingdom Hearts. All right. And uh, another note on the development of Kingdom Hearts is that apparently uh, early on in the process, it they're focusing on gameplay. They wanted really solid gameplay. And the story was very, very simple because they were appealing to a Disney audience, a, sort of a younger Disney audience. And at one point, the producer um, said, you know, this game is absolutely going to be a failure if it does not aim for that same standard of quality and storytelling as the Final Fantasy series. So they said it has to stand shoulder to shoulder with Final Fantasy. And while the uh, first game I actually thought did a fairly good job with that, I the story of Kingdom Hearts is now so convoluted that I don't know how even a hardcore fan follows along with it. Kind of like, like, it's kind of like a Metal Gear thing where it's just like you need like a, a wiki, yeah, just to understand oh, what's totally going like. On. It started off and it was like pr- pretty basic. It's like there's all these interconnected worlds and there are these creatures called the Heartless and all this kind of stuff. But then it goes into these, you know, these nobodies and these alternate versions of characters and like it. I I don't know. I I played Kingdom Hearts two to a point and then I guess stopped playing See, that one. It, it kind of fell out of my favor as well. But was it just because the story got so? ludicrous or, or it, just it, it, it just never felt as strong you. yeah okay. well a lot of the disney characters have established stories already so i wonder if that has something to do with it that you're trying to tell a new story with existing characters well i think the problem was is that um for me in the first one the disney element of it was very very strong and it tied into the disney universe in a really you know a way that made sense and then I think in Kingdom Hearts 2 and in other versions of the series, it started getting a little too square, a little too Final Fantasy. Yeah. It kind of pushed in that direction, and that got off the rails for me a little bit. Uh, I wanted more of the Disney elements and less of the other ones. But the Disney elements were done really well. They were very faithful to the you know, the personalities of the characters. And on top of that, wherever they possibly could, they got the official voice actors to actually voice the characters as That's well. That's cool. So, yeah, so like, you know, you've got... Aladdin and it's actually the voice of Aladdin and uh, you know and, and I'm trying to think of any of somebody else nobody off the top of my head but you know the official Mickey the official Minnie the official Donald the official Goofy all that kind of stuff yeah that's really cool and yeah, that adds a lot of legitimacy yeah and your companions in the game directly so it's at least in the first one we're talking about Kingdom Hearts here is that you're the character of Sora who is sort of like a JRPG style character but you're two giant teammates. hair yeah giant <laughs> spiky hair but he still had a sort of disney aesthetic too he had big yellow shoes and like yeah he was apparently inspired by mickey Mouse. by mickey yeah. Yeah, yeah even though mickey does appear in the game as well at the very end is but there an evil mickey in those games i don't think so okay i'm thinking of something else but your companions are donald duck and and goofy so those are the ones who are with you at all times in the game so yeah, and you mickey play the appears, mickey mouse role yeah exactly mickey appears like you're looking for mickey mickey's gone missing so you're trying to find him as well and mickey appears in the very end of the game and i guess they really wanted you know he was limited in that one they wanted mickey mouse to have a more expanded role in the uh, sequels but you know I, I like i said i didn't play enough of those so i didn't really find out about them i tried to play the game boy advance one chain of memories which despite having a really awesome um, pixel art, like it actually had pixel sprites for all the characters, it changed the combat system to be card-based 
gameplay. You had a deck of cards and Ooh. you had to fight with wow, that. Wow, that's, that's quite a deviation. <laughs> that was a huge deviation. Yeah. And I wanted to was like it, it because was it, it like looked a, so good. A, like, did Square do it or did they give it to someone else? No, it was Square. Oh, wow. Because, like, to go so off, like, so off the rails. Like, yeah. so, like, it's not this art. It's now pixel art and it's not our classic battle system that everybody loves. It's card-based battles. Like, yeah. That's a real jump. And that was the direct sequel. That's like, like that if was Mario the could sequel. spin and got yeah. rings instead of coins. <laughs> <laughs> but that one carried, that was the direct sequel, and that carried the story. Actually oh, tied, wow. it tied the story together between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. So it actually filled in those gaps. But I couldn't play it because it was so different of a game. So it's like, now I feel like I just have to read Wikipedia pages just to keep on up what's going on with the yeah. story. So. Wasn't the one on DS called like, 364 and a half or some over two or something. Oh, yeah. It had a really yeah, weird three, title. 365 and a half, I think it was like. Is that what it was? I, I, yeah. I don't know for sure. It wasn't and it was. a half, though. It was over two. It, it was fraction. Oh, it was yeah, divided, like, by divided by two. Yeah, it was a weird. It was weird. I, I, well, the only reason I know that is because my girlfriend likes Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts and yes. I bought that game for her. And I think she played it for like five minutes. She's like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and beyond <laughs> that, like, there's so many like remakes. Like, um, there's like. They, they did remakes of each game on uh, one. There's actually a, a PlayStation remake of Chain of Memories as well, and there's the remix. And and there, uh, there's supposed to be a new one in development. Yeah, I mean, there. when I was researching, I did uh, read about one that was supposed to be in development, but that the last reporting on it, I guess, was quite some time ago. Yeah, so. no, it's it's kind of in the in the shadows right now. Yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, that's a fairly popular and strong series for Square Enix. So. I'm sure it will, yeah, eventually. I wonder if the... Uh, It'll come out on the NX. It'll wonder, be an NX launch title. <laughs> well, I wonder if the dissolution of... Um, um, Disney Interactive had any bearing on hmm. on that? That's actually you know, a good question. Now, since Disney Studios is no Go longer on. a thing, yeah, maybe maybe that actually put a threw a wrench into the works of the Kingdom Hearts hmm. series. That's a good question. Though I think you know, St- Square Enix was essentially the steward of of yeah. those. There, but tell us about games. your tell us about your track. Anyway, this track is called "Fragments of Sorrow" from Kingdom Hearts. This is a obviously a boss theme. It's is it the not, final boss, or it's no? It's not specifically the final boss. I think this track is reused several times in the game, uh, but it is one that always stands out for me amongst uh, all the other ones. It's got a very sort of epic orchestral feel, and it's <laughs> it's the one that I'll never skip through if it comes on in random on my on my um, phone. So, anyway, this is a Fragments of Sorrow from Kingdom Hearts.
can't I I tune out if I try to follow the Kingdom Hearts stuff. It gets like, that, that that like uh, what's the word convoluted? Convoluted. convoluted. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so convoluted, and maybe it's simple to somebody who's a super hardcore fan, but. You know, I, I've played through the original Kingdom Hearts three times. I love it, but I could not finish Kingdom Hearts 2. And, you know, that was probably because uh, they introduced live action stuff with Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, Cat, Oh, really? Sparrow and Tron. There's live action parts? Yep, there's live action worlds. You actually go to the Pirates of the Caribbean and you also go to the Tron world. Ooh, I love Tron, though. But it's I the, would, it's I the original it Tron. The, oh, okay. I know you love. <laughs> I don't like you that. Love so there, there's no Daft Punk there. No. God damn. <laughs> but and, and that's the thing is I don't know that kind of killed it a little bit for me going to like real life worlds rather than the animated world. That is very strange. I think that's, that's why it died. Strange. It's like uh, did they do it in like the Donkey Kong style? What's that called? Where they like the pre-rendered? Yeah. Was it like well you know Donkey Kong style is like it's basically like moving art instead of like pixelated images. No, the original no, Donkey I, Kong. No, I, I mean, because, of course, it's Kingdom Hearts um, 2. Talking on country, sorry. On the, and what it is is, like, they, everything is fully animated. Everything's fully CG. Yeah. But, you know, the PlayStation 2 isn't care, capable of, like, photoreal stuff. So yeah. they're doing it as best they can. Like, and the what, styles what don't the mix. Heck? I don't yeah. even know what to think. Like, what does that look like? It, it doesn't look good. Is the it styles like don't mix. Or because, like, think, you've got Jack Sparrow, who's supposed to look like, like real a, Jack real, a real person. Yeah. And then you've got Sora, who's JRPG, or not, not even Sora, whoever's in that game. But you've got JRPG-style spiky hair guy, and then you've got Goofy standing next to him. So you've got this mixture <laughs> of styles. Man, I'm going to have to go just go look at a picture of this because I, I can't even, like, I honestly cannot visualize how they would have tr even tried like to do that. ugly mishmash of different properties that yeah. don't really fit together. It, yeah, didn't, no. it didn't work for me. Like, they should have stuck with the animated properties, and it's not like they have, like, there's not like there's not a lot of Disney choices to choose from. You could have done a million things. You didn't yeah. have to go to Pirates of the Caribbean because it's the flavor well, of the week. That's or, exactly it. They had to go with what was hot at the time. Yeah, and it's not like Tron was hot at the time. They're going obscure, and I think that's to appeal to like the you know the hardcore Disney fan a little bit. But I'm a hardcore Disney fan, and I don't think that works. Like it just didn't work. It's in just the, too out of place. Yeah, absolutely weird. Yeah, very weird. All right. Well, on that weird note. <laughs> It's uh, my pick. So um, for my third pick, I went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, which is a game I've all, I, again, I've talked about before on this podcast. Um, uh, so if Sonic 2 was my first game, this was the game I should have owned because I rented it so many times, I easily could have bought it. Um, developed and published by Konami in 1992 again. Now, okay, I apologize for this, but so for some reason, hyper as everybody knows, Hyperstone Heist is the Genesis version of Turtles in Time. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Hyperstone Heist has three times the amount of composers noted for the game than Turtles in Time, even though it's the same songs. So now both were based off the arcade. Both are based off the arcade. You know, so the the real the, the head the lead composer yeah. is Mushido Izumi. He's the main guy. He composed a lot of Turtles games stuff, like even going back further back down the line. Um, the second guy, I think, like the second in command, if you will, is Kozo Nakamura. And then the rest of them uh, that were like seemed like they were Genesis specific was Mashahiro. Ikario, uh, Yu Takimi, Corey Kanuchi, and Hiteo 
Inou. You nailed all of those. <laughs> no, I didn't. There was not a flaw in that pronunciation. I, I think I did okay, but I didn't nail it. <laughs> so um, maybe they were just specifically the Genesis sound chip. Guys. I think that's yeah. what that's they were. The I think they like were the. So I think they were like the, yeah. port, instruments. the porting <laughs> guys. Kind of, they ported the soundtrack over. All that well. blast processing took a whole team of composers to handle. That's like your. That's like your. It's my ongoing lame joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. for this for this well, episode. Blast processing is a lame joke. Like well, blast processing was nothing. It was a marketing gimmick. It was a marketing term that they came up with because um, somebody mentioned at Sega in Japan that they were like certain developers were using like the chip could could basically they could very slightly overclock the chip for short blasts. Mm -hmm. And some one of the marketing guys heard this and he was like blast processing and well, that was it that's all there is to that what you do is you you line up all the stats of sega and all the stats of nintendo yeah and you pick out and then one, at the end oh, you put look, blast processing look, look, and look, sega's better at this one spot here yeah let's call it something yeah exactly go. and that's exactly what it was but anyway uh so this was the first uh tmnt game for the genesis which i didn't know till i uh researched it hmm. um the uh the other thing i didn't know is it has uh less levels but the levels are longer than Turtles in Time. So I wonder, does are the existing levels from the arcade and the Super Nintendo, are they the same levels but longer? I don't know. You know what? I'd have to look into it more. A lot is written about the differences between Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist. Not so much is mentioned about the arcade stuff. So Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Um, to go back to the, kind of the blast processing stuff, um, the SNES... Uh, because the SNES had a better color palette, um, it's a brighter and more vivid game on the SNES, but the animation is smoother on the Genesis. Mm. So, and I have That's both the games. blast processing in action. Again, yeah, right. I have, I have both, um, I have both games and you can tell the difference. Now for me, the biggest difference, uh, and this is the one that kind of caught me off guard was, so I never played turtles in time until I met Jordan. Um, and one time we were over at his house and I was like, he's Jordan, as we've spoke of many times, giant retro, uh, game <laughs> collection. Couple games, <laughs> a couple hundred games, uh, uh, and I was like, "Do you have Hyperstone Heist?" And he's like, "No, but I have Turtles in Time." And I'm like, "What the hell is Turtles in Time?" <laughs> he's like, "What is this garbage?" He's like, "This is the game." And I was like, "Okay, so let's play." So if anyone has played Hyperstone Heist or Turtles in Time, you know that as there's certain moves you can do where if you walk up and hit the button at the right time, you'll grab the foot soldier and like slam them from back left and to right, forth, left to right. Yeah, yeah. but on Turtles in Time that wasn't on Genesis is you can take the uh, foot soldier and like you spin them and throw them at the screen. Yes. And that was all the mode seven chip mode seven. Mm -hmm. And um, the Hyperstone heist didn't have that. And so the first time I went to Jordan and he's like throwing guys at the screen, I'm going like, what, what is this? <laughs> like, this is crazy. You have and, broken the fourth wall. Yeah. And actually we're on the title of boss themes. Um, yeah. But that, uh, that's it, essential in the super Nintendo yeah, and the arcade game. It's to, be Shredder, isn't it? Yes. You gotta yeah. throw first, characters at him, right? You gotta the throw characters time, at him, and that's not at all in Hyperstone because Heist. Because the boss battle is a almost a POV of from Shredder's cockpit in, Pretty his, much, in yeah. his machine, yeah. Yeah, so and that's not at all in uh in the Hyperstone Heist at all. So did because they, they couldn't do it. Did they lose that battle or yeah. did you totally skip the whole technodrome altogether? No, you you the technodrome is in there, but the boss battle is just totally different. So okay, different battle. Okay. Different battle. I've yeah. heard it said that it's actually hard to do that move too. 
like an absolute Jordan's, necessary. Jordan's killer at it, but it's, I, it's, I, I couldn't figure it out. But he's like, no, you just get close enough and you do this. And I was yeah, like, okay. Yeah. If it's, you not, so. it's, it's really easy to do the move, but sometimes if you get it wrong, you're, you're doing that left to right back and forth. Uh. move. But I, I don't know the, the exact way to do it, but I feel like my weird gimmicky way works like, 99% of the time. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was really good work at considering it's a necessary move to beat it the is, game. It right? is, yeah. So. You, you're doing one of two moves, and really, I, I don't have that many problems. I've been playing it for years, <laughs> though, but yeah, yeah works yeah. for me. But anyway, so, yeah, go well, ahead. I was just going to say, the only, well, I mean, other than the original NES one, but my favorite Ninja Turtles game I was just going to throw in there was uh, Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy, and your only move was to like weekly wave your thing in front of you and you could do a little jump kick. <laughs> you so waggle your that was, weapon and that's that was all it. you had. And then the enemies exploded. So awesome. That was, that yeah. was as complicated as that got. And occasionally they would throw pizza into the air. So yeah. Oh, okay. Fun. But pizza. no, yeah, that, that for me, that's like one of the things that like gives turtles in time that almost like, I still like Hyperstone Heist better just cause it's all nostalgia. It's totally, it's totally a nostalgia driven thing. But, um, the one thing that gets like turtles in time that, that, step up is that mode seven. Like it's so fun to throw guys at the <laughs> screen. You feel like such a badass because they hit the screen, right? They like hit and then smear down. Yeah. Just like in uh, smash bros. When you so, hit the screen. Yeah. 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 I love so, it. Oh, they must have mode seven in smash bros. I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> put that in there. They got, they've got mode 87, but uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, my track is just called bosses. Uh, again, all the, all, <laughs> all my music is called a variation of boss or bosses or boss theme. Uh, but yeah, this is just uh, the, music that plays when you hit the final level boss. Uh, let's have a listen. Foot Clan. As as I have either you ever played Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy? No. It has this really bizarre thing where you go to these bonus stages, and one of the bonus stages is you play against Krang in this game where there's like three rows of shurikens, and then you like remove them from the row, and the object is to be the last person to like to leave one left. But it's basically a turtle like choosing things and he points at them, and then Krang takes a turn and he points at these little things and then to play this like parlor like game, a, this like little gambling yeah, game. Sounds like weird. a Mario Party mini game. It was totally like totally a Mario Party does, mini yeah. game, but like right in the middle of a level, the bonus level where you just fight and then, against And then you guys Krang. walk up to these plungers and start blowing up this giant <laughs> shredder balloon. <Yeah. laughs> and and there were there were other ones too. There was one where you'd have to like guess a number between one and a hundred. And you so had like weird. a certain number of guesses. This is to in do the it. turtles. This game? is in the turtles game. So this isn't can, like a side game. This is like within the game. This is within the game. It's, it's a like bonus so game. And if you if you found the hidden bonus stages and beat whoever you were playing against, you would uh, get all your life back. It would just restore all your health. It's but, almost like oh. they couldn't figure out the so battle good, mechanics, good so they invented this weird <laughs> mini game system. Yeah, but it was hilarious. I love how disappointed Krang looks when he loses at yeah. these like gambling games. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
So what's your favorite boss? Uh, I, I like the first one just because I don't know, like, so when I was looking on YouTube for the music, like somebody wrote down like all the things that they say and they say like before you fight them and then after you beat them. And, uh, the first guy is the, uh, he's the giant alligator. Oh, and really? That's, that's the, bo- the first, the first boss. boss. Yeah, in, I know. In the bosses are mixed up in, yeah. between the two. So that's another difference. Does that mean that the first level is not Big Apple 3 a.m.? I think it. I think it's Alley Cat. Yeah, which is level two. Yeah, I think it's in the I Super think Nintendo and Arcade. Yeah. So yeah, you fight. You fight. And I don't think Leatherhead's the boss of that level either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything's mixed up. I need to play through that whole game. Yeah, with you, you should. We should. Yeah, that actually. That's the. That next, would be the shit. Yeah, you should come over and we should have a game night and play. Yeah, that Absolutely. would be great. Okay. Um, but I, he says something like. He says something like, you're not cool enough to hang with me. And then he's like, how was I beaten by a teenage turtle or something like that? It's so funny. Like everything that they say, like all of them. And actually the other fun factoid that I uh, read, but didn't write down was this is the only time I think rocks, uh, who are the two that always appear together? Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady. I think Rocksteady appears without Bebop in Hyperstone Heist. Which, it, yeah, which in, in the other versions, this is the only game, I believe, that they appear together. Oh, okay. In yeah. the arcade version. In the arcade version. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's neat. So, they split them up into into different level bosses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, that's weird. Yeah, because in uh, Turtles, like, 1, 2, and 3, yeah. they were individual bosses of different levels, like oh, okay. Hyperstone Heist. Okay. But in the arcade version, they were, uh, I believe you fought them at the same time. Okay. On the pirate ship level, so. Yeah. Because, <laughs> anyway. of course, there's a pirate ship level. Oh, the pirate ship <laughs> level comes after... On Hyperstone, the pirate ship level comes after the sewer surfing section, which isn't in the sewers, but on the ocean. How does that happen? That's crazy. I don't crazy. know, man. You, like, you jump off yeah. your surfboard out of the ocean into the pirate ship. Okay. See, it's great. In Turtles <laughs> and Time, they travel through time, and yeah. they go into different eras, and they go on this pirate ship. Yeah. So Hyperstone Heist. You're looking for the, the Hyperstone. Present, but yet there was a pirate ship yeah. for no reason. Yep. Exactly. Gotcha. You betcha. It makes sense. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, I love I love this game. Um and I love the music from it. And, and it's uh, another thing, just like I said before, but like I can't not hear the sound effects of the game when I hear the music. So I hear like the, like the, my toe, my toe. Well, I was going to say in, in our previous episode, you played sewer surfing. Yeah. And the whole time listening to it, I was just thinking, my toe, my toe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like the, let's kick shell. Like yeah. all that stuff. I just, or what's, uh, is it pizza power? They say pizza time. Pizza time. Yeah. Or when you die. <laughs> oh, shell shock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't not hear all those, those voice samples and stuff. I, uh, uh, it's just honestly one of my favorite games. Like, you know, it's a lot of people love it, but like, it's like if I was going to have an arcade cabinet, that would be, me too. that would be the one, the four player turtles. Oh, yeah. So good. Anyway, uh, Jordan, is it you next? Yeah. Cool. I'll go next. Um, my next title is, Demon's Crest on Super Nintendo by Capcom in 1994. Um, what can I say about Demon's Crest? It's part of the Gargoyles Crest Quest trilogy. Does that Sorry. have anything to do with Gar- Gargoyles, the animated series? No, I believe oh. that's Disney's Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah this actually... <laughs> Didn't Gargo- the first Gargoyles Quest appear on the Game Boy? Gargoyles Quest started... The first one was on Game Boy. The sequel was on Nintendo, which I kind of feel like that's backwards to other franchises because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Metroid 2 was on Game Very Boy. Very strange. Hmm. Anyways, Gargoyles Quest, I can't say that. Uh, on Game Boy, Gargoyles <laughs> Quest. Gargoyles Quest. Because there's Demon's Crest and yeah. Gargoyles Quest. 
uh, two was on Nintendo, and then the third one they renamed for some reason uh, Demon's Crest on Super Nintendo. And for those that don't know, you play as a red gar- gargoyle named... <laughs> it's <laughs> late, everybody. Gargoyle. <laughs> you play the gargoyle named... Firebrand is his name. And he originally was one of the villains in uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, he's the one who sits on top of the tombstone and then flies up and, then and swoops, swoops at, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the so worst. They took Jerk. a random villain from Ghosts and Goblins and they gave him his own series. So that's where we that's get the, cool. the, the trilogy from. He's the Frasier of game characters. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least his game was better than... Uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I love Ghosts and Goblins, but it's hard as hell. So. And it's too hard. And I really like Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Just have to mention that's another one part of the series. But anyways, this is, again, going back to that era where Capcom could do no wrong. Um, let's talk about the music a little bit. The composer, um, his name was Toshihiko Horiyama, and this was actually his second title. He was brand new to Capcom in 93. The first title was uh, a game that not a lot of people have heard of. It's called Mega Man X. That was the first game he ever <laughs> did. And then he was uh, he did a couple titles for that, and then he jumped over to Demon's Crest. So Demon's Crest, um, again, playing as that red gargoyle named Firebrand, you, uh, you live in the demon world, and the story takes place... Uh, in sort of a gothic, like Castlevania type setting, there's these um, magical gems that fell from the sky, and all the demons are fighting over them. And so, <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> this, the story takes place in in a time where you, Firebrand, had just acquired, um, I believe, all of the all of the, the magical gems, or all but one of the magical gems. And you just fought this like giant dragon. This is like the intro cutscene that happens. Okay. So you so like a zombie dragon or something? You've you've defeated this giant dragon and just acquired the last of the magical gems. And then what happens is you're like fatally wounded in this battle with this giant dragon. And as you're flying away, this dude named Phalanx comes along and sort of like sideswipes you, gets you in the back when you're when you're at your weakest moment. You just acquired all the stones. He steals them all and he imprisons you in this temple. So you're trapped in this temple for all of these years. Then the game starts. You break out of the temple after all these years of being imprisoned. And as the character walks out, you hear these big giant footsteps. The dragon that you fought all those years ago is resurrected back from the dead. It's this giant zombie dragon. Oh, oh shoot, okay. I shouldn't have said so anything. Oh. <laughs> and he starts walking down the hallways of the castle. You haven't actually even started playing the game yet, but the game has started now. So you're trying to hit your buttons. This like giant zombie dragon is walking towards you. You can see through the bars of the inside of the prison, these giant eyes glowing at you. And this is like a giant zombie dragon that takes up the whole screen. And of course, your character is like, Normal, tiny, by normal, like normal Dark Souls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And is. this is this is Super Nintendo. So like, yeah, your sprite is like Mario, Super Mario World sized gargoyle guy, and this giant dragon that takes up the whole screen. You see his eyes glowing in the background. Then the gate rises. It's like somebody let this dragon out. This is the dragon from the opening cutscene that you killed all those years ago. He's back from the dead, so he's essentially a giant zombie dragon, and. The game starts. You're like, holy crap, am I supposed to play? Like, 
why am I fighting a boss <laughs> for the first opening scene of the game? Like you haven't even learned what jump, what walk, what all your buttons do yet. Yeah. And now there's a zombie dragon chasing you. And so of course you're going to run and you're like hitting your buttons, trying to figure out how to play the game. You're thrown into a boss battle for the opening scene of the game. So you fight this giant zombie dragon. You kill him. Of course they, it wouldn't make it impossible for the first, the first scene of the See, game. Okay, this is the first part where it actually deviates from your dark souls, where they throw you into a boss fight right away and you're supposed to die. Yeah. 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 So it's dark it's, souls. Is just yeah. punishing. <laughs> it's a little bit more manageable. So you yeah. fight, you fight the guy and, uh, you kill him and then you break down this door in the side of the wall and you escape the temple officially escape the temple. Now that you've been imprisoned in, where now you start the game in your in your quest to collect the gems back that were stolen from you. As the game starts, it's like if you remember the opening scene of Donkey Kong Country where you burst out of your like little house and yeah. then you land in the game and start playing. Yeah. Demon's Crest has that same feeling where you bust down the temple door, you jump out and you're like, all right, let's play the game. Let's kick some ass. So what you're saying is that this game has one of the greatest intros of all time. <laughs> and I'm not even done yet. <laughs> I, need, I, I, I built this moment up for the next part. So he breaks down the door, he jumps out, the music changes and it totally says, all right, the game has begun, start to play. So then the cutscene un unpauses whatnot and you have full control of your character. You take like two steps, that boss theme starts up again. And then that hole you just came out of, the, the temple you escaped from, yeah. the zombie dragon's head comes out and he's coming for round two or technically <laughs> round three. And all he is is the head sticking out trying to bite at you. So he's like one or two hits okay. and he's dead. His head falls off. He's officially dead now. But I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendo and that's the kind of stuff 90% happening. of the game was that. You're that, just yeah. like, you know, you take another two <laughs> steps and the dragon's Credits and, come yeah, up. Yeah. That's the game. But I have to say like, like I, w I wasn't even going to preface with spoilers. That's the opening scene of the game. It's so rock and roll and kick ass in the first opening moments. And it sets the tone for the rest of the game. It's a really cool game, but uh, enough talk. Let's hear the song. I included a couple of the sound effects just to set the mood for the song. <laughs> this good. is Battle of the Zombie Dragon, Demon's Crest. <laughs> No, no, we I, got I, rocked. Yeah, we I think totally did. I think we just want I wanted you guys to see it because of how cool it was. Yeah, it's like it's like Mega Man. That's the one where you like every time you get hit, you like lose all your power ups, right? No, or is that a different one? That's Super Ghouls and Ghosts. But oh, okay. Yeah, Capcom, same it, same same, same franchise. Series, yeah, yeah. Um, like Mega Man, the make I should say more like the Mega Man X. Um, 
there's not like a linear path. There's more like it's more of an open world where you, you can pick your own the levels. Mode seven uh, flying yeah, around, yeah, right? And then yeah. you land on islands and stuff. The, the right? overworld yeah. is mode seven where you're flying around in mode seven and the ground below you is like all the levels and islands and, and forests and castles and you hit a button and then you swoop down into the level and then you start playing it. Is it kind of Metroidvania where it's like you need certain power-ups to is. advance too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on, again, like Mega Man, whatever, um, all the bosses are other gargoyles because you're fighting in this demon world. So you fight other gargoyles to get some of those gems that you're trying to collect. So as you collect them, you get new power-ups, which morph you into these different gargoyles. And based on those power-ups, they unlock different pathways throughout the game. So if you uh, if you had like an underwater gargoyle power or like there's this one where it's like you become super, super beefy and you can't fly because you're too heavy, but you can smash through walls, <laughs> then you can like unlock new pathways That's and whatnot. Awesome. <laughs> so it's really cool. If you like Mega Man X series or Super Castlevania 4, this game, you have to play it. It fits right in there. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That's a super cool game. Yeah, yeah I love it. Play I want it, it now. <laughs> All right. Halloween's I, I, coming I up. I always wanted the original uh, Demon's Quest. Not, not Demon's Quest. Gargoyles, Gargoyles Quest. Quest. Yeah. I always wanted that one because uh, I had, when I was uh, a kid, I had one copy of Game Boy Monthly Magazine. And, you know. That wasn't it, Nintendo Power. It was something different. It wasn't. It was like a okay. Game Boy-specific magazine. I don't know if it ever was beyond one issue. It was like super thick. It had a ton of stuff in it. But it had all these maps for uh, Gargoyle's Quest. And I remember like pouring over these maps and like memorizing oh, wow. them. And I never played the game. Never once. Oh, really? But I'm like, I've got to have this game at some point in the future. Do you have the magazine still? I do still have the magazine. Do you I have, have the game? I have the game. Oh, wow. It's time to bring there the magazine there and the game go. together. We oh, have we to play totally it. Do it. We have to play it with the magazine like we out should, on the yeah, floor in front of us. We should play it like exactly. around Halloween because yeah. that'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, so that's it for the songs. Okay. Jordan, what have you been playing, buddy? I have been playing. Oh, he's got notes. Games. <laughs> he's got notes for his. Oh, my well, God. This is unprecedented, ladies and gentlemen. Because. The reason why I have notes is because Aaron and I have been playing a lot of the same games. So <laughs> he mentioned uh, last week he was playing Inside, or sorry, two weeks ago he was playing Inside. Love the game. If you, if you still haven't played it, check out Play Dead's Inside. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, I've also been playing a game called Pac-Man 256. It is <laughs> seriously addicting. It's a Pac-Man game, official Pac-Man game by Namco. Um, the idea is... The original classic Pac-Man arcade, if you were good enough to get to level, I believe it's 256, the title of the game, um, that was the kill screen. Oh, I and was going to say the game ended? It would glitch no, out, essentially. It was, because it was oh, never... because it, it, like it ran out of memory. You were, you were never intended to make it that far. It was right? never I that's programmed. What it was, I bet it ran out of memory. Yeah. It just couldn't do it. They never programmed it to go that far. And so only that's the cool. elite Pac-Man players could get that far. And they would be six like... And they would. Is hit. that just blur on the screen? No, it's <laughs> like it's like it looks like glitch. Like half the screen is like um, binary Numbers code and symbols, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like random pick, um, like symbols and parts and of sprites. the sprites. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a mess. So essentially, Pac-Man 256 continues from that point. So it's an endless Pac-Man level where you go isometrically up. So it's sort of set on an, an on an angle and you're going up and the kill screen is behind you and it's following you. If you're not fast enough, the kill screen will catch up to you and wipe you out of the game. So it's an endless runner. It's like a, you know, your temple runs and your cannibals kind of. Yes. Yeah. So imagine classic Pac-Man in that style, the kill screen's coming to catch you and um, 
you're dodging ghosts and going for high scores. Yeah, and it was, and, and just like I mentioned Temple Run and Cannibal, this was originally a mobile game. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so I was going to say, I played, this, I played this on mobile yeah, when so it came out, and I, I wasn't actually thrilled with it, yeah, but then you well, guys played it on... It's originally a like it's originally a freemium game, so it's yeah. a free to play thing, and then you buy more, can buy more coins and buy your upgrades and that kind of stuff, yeah. and you know swipe to turn. But Jordan and I have been playing it on PC, so we both got it on Steam, and it is way way better, way better. Like there's All right, maybe I'll you, you pay on one price. You don't have to like you, you still have to pay for lives and continues. You, you don't have to pay for anything. You still unlock like coins as you go. You like earn coins that allow you to do the power-ups, but you don't, you're you never behind this sort of like paywall yeah. of anything. Plus, playing with a physical controller is always a better. million times better. It's yeah, better. yeah. There's, yep. there's a lot, especially if you have friends playing it too. So there's a couple of things multiplayer-wise. <laughs> there's a leaderboard. Um, you these can't, two, there's, there's, to interject, <laughs> these two are extremely competitive. So any game that they can play against each other well, is I, the best game they've ever played. I wish there was more of a multiplayer. I'm competitive yeah, too, but so I can't even hold a stick, so. Technically, there's only local multiplayer. Any okay. sort of online multiplayer doesn't exist except for there's a scoreboard, um, there's a leaderboard, and also if one of us is playing, if you have someone else on your Steam list that also has the game, it shows their pretty much where they died, like their high score. Oh, so cool. if I'm going for like 6,000 points and Aaron's record is like, you know, 5,900, as I approach the 6,000, there's going to be a little marker on the maze that says Aaron coming up. And then as soon as I pass it, it says beat Aaron or you it's like ghost you in racing yeah. games. What happens is like, cause you get points. It's essentially one point per dot that yeah. you eat. And yeah. so you eat fruit and that's, that's multipliers. Eating ghosts is multipliers on top of that. And then when you get within a, th a thousand points of somebody on your leaderboard, it comes up on your screen, shows a little window and it'll say like, Aaron, and it does a countdown, yeah. and then as you get points, that will count down, yeah. count down, and that's just like oh, that's good pressure. Yeah. It's added good stress because you though. can because you're you're playing the game, and you have to pay attention, like you have to be focused yeah, yeah, on yeah. what's going on in the but game. You're kind of but glancing. your eye is on this like little <laughs> yeah. meter that's counting down, and you know, like I just have to pass that point, and that's, that's awesome. It. But, and that's uh, cool. and like like classic Pac-Man, obviously it gets harder the further you go. I don't think the ghosts get faster, but there's, there's more. way more ghosts yeah. the further you get. You're almost running from power up to power up. And that's the last point I want to make is the power up system in the game is, is kind of the new thing. It's not just purely classic. There's, um, there's different power ups. Like you can become giant Pac-Man. You can like leave a, a trail of flames behind you. Shoot you, a laser. You can shoot lasers, unleash tornadoes, and it all feels like it fits nicely within the game. So there's, there's really? a cool. Tornadoes uh, well, feel like they fit nicely well, within Pac-Man. Well, that's, that's. A credit to the design team. On top of that, I mean, like, it, you still have the standard pellet, which is the power pellet, is still eat your, ghosts. like, standard one to just eat ghosts and, and multiply them up. And the cool thing is you got all these extra power-ups. And like Jordan says, they kind of fit in the game and that they've done it all in, like, that sort of... It's an 8-bit style, but it's, like, this 3D isometric style. Mm. But beyond that, I don't know, do you want to talk go for about... It, go for it, yeah. Is... is a nice touch to the game is there's a whole bunch of themes that you can overlay on top as well. And they're so nice, like, yeah. And they're really nice. You can do like a classic 80s style Pac-Man. You can do like the first 3D style Pac-World. Yeah, Pac-World Pac Pac World theme. Style where you have like the round guy with the yeah. classic Mickey Mouse eyes from like yeah. the 1930s. Exactly. There's And there's like even there's, it's very similar to Crossy Road, the mobile game as well. Yeah. So there's actually a Crossy Road theme as well. Is it the same team? Same, same developer, I think. Yeah, I was going to say. It looks like it yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, so you're a chicken running around trying to avoid cars crossing roads, <laughs> oh, really? hit you, which yeah. always sounded more like a Frogger thing. Yeah, than, than yeah. Well, Crossy Road thing. was kind of a Frogger 
ripoff yeah. sort of. Yeah, but uh, I, I, there's probably like a dozen themes in the game, and they're all really interesting to look at. I always go back to the original just because it looks, you know, it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier to focus on. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. I've been playing Inside and Pac Man Two Fifty Six. I have a couple games on my list that I want to try in the future. Uh, there's a really neat game called Crypt of the Necro Dancer that's on my list. Oh yeah. And I kind of figured since this is a music video game podcast, <laughs> that might be a neat, neat game to check out. So that might be on my list later uh, next month. So stay tuned. You gotta hear all about it. Yeah, cool. So that is it for part three of episode eight of VGM Generations. Um, Remember, you can always tweet at us at VGM Generations, very easy to remember, or email at us at the email address vgmgenerations at gmail.com. And now we tease the contest. So, Aaron. So, well, what did we say last time? Let's, so let's, we let's said, do sum up. Let's just so say we, we talked did, about. We did from your past employment. Yeah. We said, we said you worked for Nintendo. Worked for Nintendo. And that's all we said. Right? And that's all we said. So we'll just say, uh, and we maybe we said this, but like one of a kind items. Yeah, uh, one of a kind. You said, yeah. This is something that you know is not available for purchase. No, you can't buy it anywhere. 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 So, uh, and it's merchandise. It's it's promotional merchandise. Promotional merchandise. And we're pairing that up with Metroid Prime on yes. GameCube. Yes. yes. Also, don't forget Metroid Prime for GameCube, as yeah. well as unique, one of a kind, Nintendo promotional stuff. Merchandise. All right. For the collectors out there. Ooh. Ooh. I want it. I want it. <laughs> got to get it. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, all you got to do to win that sweet, nasty prize is uh, retweet. Retweet when I um, tweet out any of the tweets I do. Uh, I do multiple ones, but I always do three when each uh, episode launches on Monday. I'll do a SoundCloud one. I'll do an iTunes one. I'll do a Google Play one. And uh, all you got to do is retweet on whichever service you listen to. And for a bonus entry, uh, leave us an iTunes or SoundCloud review. And um, yeah, the SoundCloud review is technically just a comment. But the iTunes one, just speaking personally, if you want to help us out, if you like the podcast and you want the podcast to get to grow and be better, um, uh, the iTunes one is really, really important for, to us because it what it does is if whenever you um, give stars or a review on iTunes, it will move it up the list. So um, when people are looking what, at what's new and noteworthy in the games and hobbies um, category, those stars and reviews are, are very valuable that way. So And then we won't have to tell our moms to listen all the time. Yeah, and leave reviews. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you for likes. Mom, yeah. mom, can you review my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> my mom won the contest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, if you enjoy it, please uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, that's all. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in part four.